The Mighty Whites podcast is recorded at the Medicine Room Studios. For more information, visit medicineroomstudios.com. Hello and welcome to episode fucking 100 of the Mighty Whites podcast. Ignore those little extra ones we did. We don't count them. Uh, there's a lot of people who would do a really, really... You have to go out your way and make sure you get someone really fucking special for your episode 100. As always, I'm joined by KC. How are you doing? Hello. So, I, am, I am special, but in a different way. Yes, that is very true. Uh, you know... Do we go through the club? Do we find some way to, you know, drag Marcelo Bielsa on with his translator? Do we get someone from within the club who knows everything about it? Do we get Eddie Gray? Do we get Patrick Bamford on because he seems like such a nice guy? Now, that'd be too easy. What you do is get someone who's the hardest person to lock down in the history of the world. Someone who hasn't been seen in these parts for, I think, over two years. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Concannon. Connie. Oh, then, boys. <laughs> how are you doing, mate? <laughs> I am all, I am very well, mate. How are you? I'm pretty good. Now, obviously, we don't have fuckloads of listeners, so it's not like it's not like someone coming back at the Royal Lumble after 10 years away or something. <laughs> I feel a bit like Edge, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> but um, people who have been listening for a while will remember Connie. This podcast was a three-man job for... The first, I don't know how many episodes, but first year and a half or so. Yeah. Uh, but he just doesn't really have much by the way of time anymore. But he's made time for this one because it's episode 100 and he had to be. So it's really good to have you back on, mate. Not going to lie, me and Andy Hughes have just been sat out front there just having a game of rock, paper, scissors. I lost. Andy Hughes is tied up. I'm here with you two fine <laughs> gentlemen. All is well. Yeah. So um, I guess... I guess it's episode 100. Let's celebrate. No, 3-0 to Crawley. Oh, it's fun Yeah. I'm glad I've come back. <laughs> yeah. It, um, well, it wasn't great, was it? <laughs> nah. I'll nah. tell you what, I would have killed for the dullness of the first half in the second. It would just... Yeah, I take note away from Crawley. They played well, and that first goal was class. But, yeah, it, it, it was one of them, just typical FA Cup. You just knew it was coming. Yeah, I uh, I know what you mean with the knew it was coming. I uh, I don't, I have, I'm not one to bet against me on team, but I did on this occasion. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I, I, how, how Crawley, were, how we were like one to six for this game is beyond me. Uh, as I said, KC mentioned the first half. Now, the first half, wasn't necessarily that bad. It wasn't a great performance by any means. We barely created out. There was that one pervader effort that was a pretty good one. We really weren't up to much, but compared to the second half, we were basically world beaters in the first. Yeah. Um, the substitutions threw me out totally. Um the only thing I could walk away from it thinking was is that he really, really didn't care about the FA Cup, which I'm fine with. I, I am fine with that in, at this in this season, but yeah, it baffled me a little bit. Did that? There was just no structure. 
Yeah, that was a thing that I had to later. Bielsa did spend quite a long time praising the FA Cup, talking about, you know, how the lower leagues are the lifeblood of the game. And he really, I think he does mean that because he does go watch it and stuff. But for saying it, it was very important. He certainly didn't act like it was. No. No, it was... Honestly, I, I thought the team we put out first half was fine. Like, I was quite glad to see Rodrigo get a rare start up front. Nice to see Pervader get a start. So, I, you know, in terms of the first team, I'm 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 not as high on Pervader as some people are. I, I still think he's very raw and 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 possibly a little bit too selfish on the ball to to do anything in our first team in our league game. But uh, for the for the most part, I was fine with the team. Um, there was no fluidity to the performance at all, first half or second. Um, and in fact, in fact, it just went downhill second half as well. Uh, but at least first half, you could say outside of the the one effort they had from the corner that CSA from close range, it's not like they created a whole lot either. No, to, because I am sure how this is going to go, I do have to get out in front and say, that was a good save, that from Casilla. It was a cracking serve. <laughs> that, yep. that save is the reason he got a two instead of a one in, in my player ratings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, friend of a podcast, Alex Benison, who let that bell end back? Yep. yep. <laughs> is he on about Casilla or Connie? Well, who it let that bell end back apply, applies to go. both Connie yeah. and Casilla? Yeah, I'm going to go with both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um... Yeah, I know what you mean. The halftime changes in particular. like Because I do think, and I, I said it before the game, I think that team that he picked, although it wasn't a great side, that team should be able to beat Crawley. Oh, yeah, definitely. It wasn't like, the t- it's not like we sent, or ju- it wasn't just the under-23s that went out there. If it was, then I could sort of understand it. But- the, thing it the, the thing is, I mean... It would have, in my eyes, it would a much stronger team than what we put out against Hull in Carabao Cup. A much stronger team, mm. I, I'd say so personally. But um, I, I think one of the things that highlighted for to me were that we've got the under twenty threes who, you know, take note away from them. They've absolutely smashed league last year, doing it again this year. But I think it just highlights the fact that you know when you put them up against. You know, old pros, really. I mean, weren't there two centre-halves, 35 and 36? Am I right in saying that? Uh, to be honest, I don't know how old they were. All I know is that Rodrigo barely got a kick. No. And, he, and he looked like prime Messi compared to Harrison when he came up. Yeah. and <laughs> I mean, I think, like I said, I think the thing that it sort of highlighted for, for me was that these young lads, you know, it's all well and good doing it under 23s. And again, I say I take note away from them, but... I think we need to get them out on loan, some of them, and get them playing, you know, first-team football and get them ready for that because at times it did look like, you know, they were playing against, you know, men and boys, really, you know, to quote a cliche, you know what I mean? But, yeah. Yeah, I kind of felt sorry for the for the younger players that were thrown on because one outside of the whole friendly, Ollie Casey has played no first-team football. Like there's there's not even been twenty minutes here or there coming off the bench. It's just the whole game and three month, four month gap, whatever it's been. And then he's thrown into this where he's alongside. He's got to one side of him. He's got 
uh, a central, uh, you know, holding midfielder playing at centre back ahead of him. He's got a central midfielder playing holding midfielder ahead of him. There's Sam Greenwood, who I'm not entirely sure what his purpose was in that game. Um, and then Pablo Hernandez is just popping up next to him every now and again, just going, "Give me that ball, right? I'll do this." Um, yeah. yeah, I thought I thought the young players were, were kind of left to you know hung out to dry a bit. Yeah. Ollie Casey needs to needs to get some minutes playing alongside Liam Cooper or someone like just someone who's going to shepherd him through that through that forty five minutes. Um, which is why I was I was a little bit disappointed that once strike had gone off that Calvin didn't move back into that midfield role. This was some of the things that I couldn't understand. I mean, it got to at one point in game there were um there's Sam Greenwood out wide left and there's Jack Addison up front. And you're thinking, well, just come on, just swap them over, you know, that surely. And then, like we, like you said, then with Calvin playing centre half, and he didn't do all wrong there for me, did Calvin? He didn't, you know, I don't think he was at fault for anything. But when you're chasing a game and you've got someone like Phillips who can ping a ball around like he can and make stuff happen, and you're not doing it, it just, I don't know, it, it was just, it were a weird one all around. Yeah, but that's I mean, what it, that's it, what made me think. By the way, that although he said it was important, I think he means important in the same way under twenty threes games are important. Yeah, uh, because those were clearly pre-arranged subs, like three subs at half time, all of them to try players out in different roles. It mm. was a training exercise. Yeah, like he wanted to know can can Jack Harrison play up front in an emergency? Probably because we're thinking about sending Tyler Roberts out on loan. You know, uh, Phillips is going to be suspended, so we better play strike at DM and then play Jack Jenkins because we want to see what they're like in case we need them. It was... I'm I'm absolutely fine with us using the FA Cup like that this season if that's what we're doing. It was just the... It was just the build-up to it followed by that performance, I think, really... I mean, it's by no means a giant issue. It's it shouldn't be a priority, but I wish that we'd have took this a bit more seriously. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm okay with us trying sort of the under twenty threes players out a little bit, but I, I did feel like games like that do Jamie Shackleton no good. Like that's a game he should be playing centre mid in because I I, I think we've got. I think we can all agree he does a job as a right back, but he is a centre mid. Yeah, like I think I think he brings a lot of energy to that position, and I think he is someone who could, instead of having to invest in someone, I think he's someone who could genuinely fill it. You know, take over Click's role in a year or two, mm. um, and and sticking him at right back for ninety minutes there, like no get game game time at centre mid now. Yeah. It's I'll, not like I'll, I'll send him out on loan. Like you say, it's just the the thing is with Shackleton as well, and I I, I really really rate Shackleton, but um, it's like saying now is we know where he plays. It, like KC's just said, get him in there, get him used to doing it. You know, if it uh, you know if things had gone differently um, against Crawler. You know, the confidence he got. I mean, we've seen what he could do back in the last season when he chipped in with goals against with Derby and Charlton, what it's called yeah. against back in the last yeah. season, yeah. Um, so, you know, it's there. He can do it. Just let the lad go with it. You know, let him learn his position and, you know, developing it. Um, 
Yeah, but I'm with KC on that one. I just think it was a bit of a pointless exercise as far as Shackleton's concerned. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree as well. He's Shackleton can play right back, but that was a day for him to play centre mid, without a doubt. Uh, I mean, ultimately, like the frustrating thing was that you had, by the end of the second half, you had four attacking players who couldn't get a touch and Pablo Hernandez, who's, who's turning up at either right wing back or left wing back, just basically saying, right, you give me the ball, I ping this here, and then Helder Costa gets nowhere near it. Um, I don't know I don't know. If Pablo didn't have the best game either, and his passing was off at times, but if, if there was anything going to come from that game, it was going to be through him and no one else. Yeah. yeah. Just all over the pitch for poor performances. Matt Young saying that it's a tough place to go is the People's Pension Stadium. I hate it when I hear that name because it makes it sound like we got beat by a team in like <laughs> tier 10. <laughs> I mean, like Connie mentioned their experience backline that, you know, they were even bringing a 30-year-old off the bench to play in defence as well, it were, which was upsetting. Let's yeah. not forget about Mark Wright as well. Yeah. <laughs> same person, Connie. Same person. Hey, he's an exper- he's an experienced player. I I think we should get him in till the end of the season. Personally, <laughs> um, there's obviously we've said a lot about the young players there, and how it's not really their fault, but none of them particularly grabbed the chance either. But the senior players around them, not as much in the first half. Like Liam Cooper did fine when he was playing etc so Rodrigo was poor I would say but not worse than that but I just thought in the second half the senior players completely disappeared and yeah this is just a chance to moan but there's two names number one Helder Costa that that man stole his fucking wage out of that that day honest to god he started this season and I looked at him and I mean I've spoke to you both you know off of, you know not on air um, and I genuinely thought that he the, the way that he plays and everything would be better so it's at Premier League and the way he started first you know three four games I thought yeah you know I think I've got it right here but since then he's just fallen off at face of earth he's just absolutely shocking just everything that he seems to do at minute I just I can't get on board with him at minute at all no it's uh, it's a weird one with Elder Costa like my dad Hit, has always hated him which I always can I always say to him no he is a good player and I still think that there's a good footballer in there but it's hidden under I don't know if it's just a lack of confidence or if his head's gone because he's not first choice anymore Look, I don't listen, know what Jack, it is. Listen, but... Jack, you also said to me and Connie that for a long time that you thought Tommaso Bianchi was a good player and, and look where that got you. That's because I've been watching Michael Brown and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I like Michael Brown. Michael Brown is my sort of footballer. A bad one. <laughs> oh, reti- <laughs> retired. Retired, bit violent, yeah. Stephen Horseman saying the same as you, can't get your head around Harrison up front and a recognised striker in Greenwood in midfield. Yeah, I'm the same. The Greenwood thing's weird. Uh, I'll I come on to it more when we talk about the under-23s, but it appears that Leeds fancy him as a centre-mid because he ain't even playing up front for 23s anymore. And I mean, he started the season with like six goals in six or something. Yeah, say we're on fire, wasn't he, at start season? Scoring goals is too easy, though. It doesn't really capture the artistry of football unless you're an industrious central midfielder. Yeah. Um, in fairness, he does love it. He does love a tackle. He's not very good at tackling, but he does love it. <laughs> no, I, 
I found it quite fun. I, it was almost Sunday League-esque with, with the positions that went out. It, it was that logic of, well, if you don't know where, you, where you're meant to play, how will the opposition know how to mark you if they don't? If you don't know where you're meant to be, then they're not going to know where they're meant to be. And then it just turned out they stayed in a flat back four and, and we were like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, back to Kosovo. I can't see how he ends up getting... I can't see him starting another game this season. No. no. Who, who, who do you drop? No, like even if there's an injury, I think it's Pervader. Yeah. And I think if there's two injuries on the wing, I think Pervedo ends up playing one side and Hernandez plays. Yeah. Like, I just... I, I watched Jack Clark against uh, Marine and thought, well, I'll do a job. <laughs> <laughs> but in fairness, Spurs had a lad on bench who uh, might be okay. This Welsh guy. Just as a brief aside, the person who tweeted, this is mad that I'm just looking out of my back garden out my back garden and I'm watching Gareth Bale play. <laughs> That's such an odd thing to see. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you who would still be shit if football was in my back garden and that was the standard. And that is the daft racist that is Kiko Kassir. Uh, I, th- I think we can all, like, obviously, Connor, you're not, you're not, I don't think, are you on Twitter anymore? Oh, but I don't get the chance to do anything anymore. Never mind. <laughs> I have had to beg, borrow, and steal to be here tonight with you. <laughs> There's a yeah. There was interestingly during the first half, and and especially just after he made that save from the corner, a lot of people went into ah oh, look at Kiko. There you go, showing the class that's played at Real Madrid. He's uh, he should definitely come in as number one, and and then a. Uh, I can't remember who it was that described him as chocolate wrists, but I quite like that description. Although I suppose in his mind, it's probably white chocolate, but um, (laughs) nonetheless. Um, Yeah, true. Second half rolled around and he just gave it one of those, all right, I've settled into this game now. Let's see what we can do. Do you know... That was fuck all. Do you know, like you say, that that save from Ed in first half, you thought, yep, fair play, really good stop. Their first goal, the build-up to it, fine. But I'm, I'm sorry, there's, I've heard a lot of people go on about like the turn and then the reverse back on himself and everything. But I'm sorry, that's low across your goal. I know they're going quite often, but he's got to do better. And that second goal, I, I just... I, words failed me with him. You, you sat there watching it and you just think... You know, you're fighting to, you know, for your place at this club, basically. As far as I'm concerned, he is. And to rock up and just perform like that, it's just, I don't know. With him, he, let's face it, it's not, you'd, you'd like to hope he's not going to be here come end of month, wouldn't you? I'd hope so. But the problem is, I can't see Leeds paying him off. And I oh, can't no. see anyone signing him. Well, he's, no. he's what? He's here till, is it 2023? His contract's until. Yeah, he's still got two and years, yeah. He's on 35, 40 grand a week to not play. See, the thing is, I mean, a lot of people, like you say, you know, were on there, oh, you know, Kiko's class and all this lot. And yeah, it, you know, he's played for Real Madrid. He won't box at Real Madrid. Let's let's put it. Let's. I don't know if you guys saw it. There was the one guy who went on. I think it's all leads out we or something like that on Facebook that posted. Look, he's a three-time Champions League winner. He's a Spanish international. 
And, and you know, when you just look at something and go, every word of this is a stretch. Yeah. He, he is a three-time Champions League winner. He is a Spanish international. He is also a shit goalkeeper. Yep. <laughs> and I, one thing I will say is, it's amazing. And I did see someone mention this on Twitter. I can't remember who, but it is true. Thinking back, how bad must Bailey Peacock Farrell have been? Because Kiko Casilla was an improvement. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I yeah, know, was. Bailey, Bailey Peacock Farrell did not play for Burnley at the weekend. They they did put their second choice goalkeeper in. Yeah, but well, Burnley I'm sure like two games total, and one of them was at the Etihad. Yeah, poor Bailey. <laughs> um, but because Burnley have been having uh, since they moved to nine subs, Burnley have been having two keepers on the bench, haven't they? To to basically fill it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, maybe that's to do with their under-23s that we played against, but we'll come on to that briefly later. Uh, obviously, both of them, like, I wouldn't be going, oh, we need to sell Costa immediately or something, but I could easily see him in the summer. <laughs> no, I could easily see him in the summer. Championship club, loan to buy. The, the frustrating thing with Costa is when he first arrived, I think we all thought that's a good signing. He, he's won the championship already with Wolves. So, so he at least knows what the league's about and he is a decent player. And there's not many times last season I thought he was particularly great. I thought he had some good games, but there were, there were very few times you thought, like you'd ever leave a game and think, God, Elder Costa's had an absolute belter today, hasn't he? <laughs> um, and yeah, now he's... He, like against someone like Crawley, you just think you've got the pace, mate. I know you're not the fastest player in the world, but you've got the pace to knock it by your man. Or the amount of times he just seemed to get, turn his back to go with the ball. And I don't know if that speaks to the lack of confidence he has or what, but it was so frustrating. So, yeah, basically what I'm saying is sell him, sell him now. <laughs> well, fair. <laughs> I, can't really, I can't really complain too much about that. Uh, Stephen Horseman has got to say the German keeper we had was marginally better than him. Now, I'm, Ooh. Mm, <laughs> Ooh. I, I think Viedval. <coughs> oh, God, that's a hell of a question, actually. Who's worse, Kiko or Viedval? It's very close. There's, can, there's a can, massive on, debate can, here. Can we throw Marco Silvestri onto this list as well? No, Silvestri's way better than them, too. Silvestri might have been uh, a bit, might have been, you know. I know, the, I know it's a stereotype about goalkeepers. He might have been a bit weak-wristed, stuff like that. But I still, I think out of all the keepers we had, if we had a penalty shootout, Silvestri is still the one I'd Oh, yeah, he was your man who wanted, yeah. And the daft thing is, Silvestri wasn't even the biggest prick of the three either. And he was oh. a prick. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. um, that's that's wide open for debate between bloody Viedvald and... Casilla, let's face it. I have to admit, it gun to my head, I'd have to say Viedval's a worse keeper because I think they were both terrible shot stoppers, but Casilla's better distribution wise. I think with Viedval, I'll always go back to the QPR goal of just that ball that bounces over him. Yeah, I let him off with that though because I backed 3 1. It was so Sunday league. Uh, Jason Middleton saying Viedvald was woeful. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That is what I think it was the scratching shed did a poll and it was like worst Leeds goalkeeping performance. And it was close and it was Kiko against Crawley and Rahubka. 
And all but all the comments were going, no, come on, Rahubka's is the worst performance I've ever seen anyone have. Poor Rahubka. Honest to God, that, that poor man that night. You know, like when you see Kiko doing it, you just think, you just a you're a knob anyway, so I find it hard to have sympathy for him. But Paul Hubka just seemed like he was a decent professional. It struck me as sort of bloke who just turn up, do what he needed to do. If he got picked, happy days. But that day, yeah, you just wanted to run up pitch and give him a cuddle. Poor man. <laughs> Simon Grayson didn't he just sent Alex Cairns out to warm up yeah <laughs> just just went I don't want to give anything away here but you're definitely coming off at half time yeah um, just in some other news just because I flicked Twitter on just to make sure it was working everywhere uh, Robbie Gotts has scored for Lincoln get in hey good lad diving header inside the area oh, which I'm nice. choosing to believe was Duncan Ferguson-esque <laughs> no, no, no. It, it, it's Becky OS. It's got to be Becky OS. No, he won't get that low. He won't have nearly broken his nose on the floor. I was going to say that 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 Becky OS went against Wolves. That yeah, it, that was it. Was like it was like Lee Chapman being reincarnated. Hits it with your foot, Lee. Ah, sod that. It's only an inch off at floor. Get your head on it, lad. Yeah. Um, well, I d- I did either of you get a chance to watch the 23s game? No, no, mate. I didn't think you would. I only, I watched it. I was working at the same time. So even I didn't see it as clearly as I normally would. But uh, Burnley under 23 is one, Leeds four. Uh, First half Leeds were really good. I don't think Burnley's 23s are very good, to be fair. I think it it was thrown off by that. But uh, Sam Greenwood with the first and then a hat-trick. And a well-timed hat-trick when one of the wingers has just been so poor. A hat-trick for Crescencio Somerville back from injury. Mm. Uh, now, obviously, you didn't see games, so I got to say, but it really, this was, I, I, I which nearly all the 23s games, he's missed a fair few with injury. This was the best he's looked by an absolute mile. Running at players, playing one twos, really aggressive, going for everything, finished well. But I suppose he should stand out at that level. He was playing in the Eredivisie. Yeah, we're going to say we're playing first team football in Holland. It, yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not like he was playing for young Ajax. He was playing for like, was it NAC Breda and Ado Den Haag? And, you know, like, yeah, you, you know, yeah, you, you middle at road Eredivisie teams. Yeah, but genuine you know. professionals. Yeah, <laughs> but the uh, like I said, the only thing I'll say about the game because I, I didn't see, I've just seen highlights of the goals, um, but the tweet. They sent out, and it, again, this is probably not the biggest issue we've had on Twitter in the last couple of weeks. Um, but they said Bobby Campbell moves up front while uh, Capriel takes his place in goal. And I thought it's a bold, especially after the FA Cup, I thought it was a bold move from Bielsa moving Bobby Campbell from goal to play him up front. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll, from what I've seen of Capriel, he might not be ready yet, but I'd, I'd, God, I'd rather have him than Kiko. <laughs> like, I mean, especially after the whole game, I'm just delighted he wasn't captain again. Yeah, yeah, that that was a low point, but that in a, you know, in what's been you know the best part of twenty years worth of low points, that's that's the, that's up there having him as captain. It was, uh, uh, I, I, know, I know we've already done worse goalkeeper, but is he the worst captain? Didn't Kevin um, Nichols captain us? I could yeah. like. I can see why Dennis Wise gave him the captaincy, though. Like, do you mean in terms of, as a person, probably? 
But do you mean like in terms of like on pitch ability? Because I, 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 because Cassie has only done it like once, I can't give him it. I, I'd have to say Lee Peltier. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, that's it. That's I'll a tell good you what, Pico Cassia has sent us a lot less annoying emails asking us to go to games. Yeah, he, he, his email lists are very different. <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, and he, he tends to post more on Parlour now about the Capitol building. Uh, <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, I suppose, the, in many ways, the opposite of those forums, <laughs> Brighton at home on Saturday, uh, three o'clock kickoff. I'm glad it's three o'clock because I do have to work. That'll be done by two. Uh, do we completely forget about the FA? Will that FA Cup game completely disappear from memory with a good performance and a win here? Yeah, for me, yeah. it will definitely. Yeah, uh, it will just seem even more ridiculous if we lose, though. It will. It will have looked like an awful, awful decision if we go on to lose this game. Yeah, that is true. But th- this will this will not be an easy game by any stretch. But it sounds like they've got a fair few. Uh, it sounds like they've got a fair few injuries. Mm. I, uh, yeah, I'm just I find a list. Yeah, here we go. I guess I've gone. I'm going to say Tariq Lamptey, Alan Connolly, Danny Welbeck, and Adam Lallana all missing, and Ben White went off holding his fire against Newport. Hang on uh, a minute. Hold the press. Danny Welbeck and Adam Lallana have injured. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I will say I'll be very glad if Tariq Lamptey is definitely out of the game. I think he's been fantastic for them this season. He, he's, I'd, he is the prototype of, of just someone who has been told no enough times like no you're too small or whatever and just no he's just so much better than yeah. what he's been adjudged to be yeah, yeah i mean it's what it's can say what oh, is he about five foot what is he about five foot three? Oh five yeah he's tiny, tiny. <laughs> yeah you see for me it's one of the you know we're looking at this game and um it's one where you're you're looking for three points from it. Um, and barring, you know, on paper, the Wolves game, where you looked at it and thought, yeah, there's points to be had there. I think for the main, where we've been expecting to pick points up, we have done that um, throughout, throughout the season so far. Um, and I don't think this should be any differently, to be honest. I think it's a game we need to be going out and looking to get three points for. Um and I know Bielsa will never play for a draw or, you know, like that, but I think we need to go out and, you know, really go with them. And, you know, because they are a team who, let's face it, they are going to be in and around the sort of final standing where I think we're going to be as welcome end of the season. Yeah, I didn't actually realise until just then when I was looking. Uh, they play Man City tomorrow away at six. Mm. Uh, I wonder if... As much as I don't, obviously we'd never do it, but I wonder if they'll rest a few for Man City again. It won't shock you, would it? Because yeah. they'll be, they'll be fancying it against us. They'll be looking at us and thinking there's points to be had there as well, won't there? So yeah, yeah. Not to jump too far ahead, but our our next four fixtures are Brighton at home, Southampton at home, Newcastle away, Leicester away. 
And and if we, and that that's how it takes us to the end of the month. And if we came away from that with six points, I think you'd be pretty happy. And, and realistically, Brighton and Newcastle are the teams you'd be looking to beat. Yeah. Um, Brighton have been a bit hit and miss. They can score goals. Um, yeah, if Conley's unavailable, that's a bonus. Mopay is a decent player. Um, but, you know, they have got some decent defenders as well. They've got a load of defenders at this they've point got as well. A million centre backs, and they're all fairly <laughs> decent. Mm. Um, but, yeah, they're not a team I'm. They're a team I definitely think we can get a result against. Yeah, like I. Um it's one of those games where it's definitely a it's not a must win but you you should be looking to win it because I don't in our situation right now I don't think anything is absolutely must win no unless you're, no. Unless you're playing like I suppose if you played Sheffield United at home although they've won today yeah uh, we should be but, can't be worried about that yeah but we um, <laughs> I think on paper we we should have enough against Brighton but I, I really like I like Solly March quite a lot out on the left. Yeah. I think yeah, I think it's not a player. Uh, and I, I like that Trossard as well. Yeah. Uh, they, I mean, they both seem, they both seem like they'd be like them. Cause he tends to drift out left, even if he isn't playing from there originally. So I think they'll be quite dangerous down that side, but they also get caught quite a lot. So it might bode well for Rafinha. Yeah. This is what I was just going to say to do like to, push up don't they they're a bit similar to us uh, really aren't they in that they do like to play an eye line and um, players like you've said like Rafinha even you know if Dallas plays and you know people that like to bomb on and you know I think that's where I think that's where we could come out on top with it to be honest with you there it's quite nice as well when you look at that when you go on Google and look at their squad and the picture of Ben White is him wearing a lead shirt it's very very nice <laughs> I'm it's feel warm inside. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming that uh, Ben White isn't really injured and he just don't want to play against us. And that's why Calvin and Calvin Phillips got booked and suspended just in case because he didn't want to play against Ben. <laughs> uh, so you will see, you know, they'll be there. They'll, you'll find them and they're sat four seats apart in the stand watching the game. And just like romantic music will play, <laughs> <laughs> just just a, just a, a quick glance at one another, and a, a little smile from Calvin. Um, uh, I, I, I'm I'm happy that he won't be playing because I know how good he is. But it, I think if we'd have been if we'd have been able to go to the, this game, it would have been nice to have seen Cal, uh, seen Ben White. Yeah, uh, it's it's an odd one with Ben White because they don't seem to be doing a great job with him down there. Keep shifting him into midfield a lot more than we did, and playing him at right back. Yeah, as, yeah. as a wing back as well, like really pushing him on and stuff. It doesn't seem like. And I wonder if he was uh, if he was fit with there being no Lamptey. I wonder if he would end up being stick to, stuck out there anyway. It won't shock you, um, like I say, given amount that he has been sort of pushed from pillar to post um, this season so far. But yeah, I'm, I'm with KC on that one. You know, part of me, you know, it, it'd be nice to see him play, but um, 
I'm glad that with his quality in there, it's you know bodes better, bodes well for us, doesn't it? So uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, given his history with Leeds fans, and I never back us to keep a clean sheet, no matter what. I fancy Morpé to score. <laughs> uh, he, he always told us anyone, didn't he, when we played against <laughs> us anyway? So yeah, it's not going to shock you, is it? Now, I wonder. Uh, not obviously not from the Crawley game because that's the Crawley game and we made the changes we did. But uh, do we think there's going to be any major changes? I would just, I would assume with strike moving up. Yeah, obviously, think, other than Phillips, I, was, I should have said. I'm, I'm guessing, do you think that means Cooper comes back in for this one? Possibly just down to, you know, numbers, <laughs> to be yeah. honest with you, but yeah. Yeah, I would think it's probably Melian and Goal, Dallas Ailing, Cooper, Alioski, striking front. Yeah. Uh, and then I, th- I think the rest will be the same. Rafinha, Rodrigo, Click, Harrison, Bamford. As much as uh, it's kind of weird, the Rodrigo one, because I'm, I'm still not keen on that Rodrigo Click partnership. But we do, based on what we saw against Crawley, maybe Rodrigo is a midfielder. <laughs> 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 Yeah, uh, it's Spain's one, number nine. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Khalid Boularoos, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it would be nice to see what Rodrigo would be like with with our full-strength midfield behind him to, to provide some service. Um, and whether you then bring Pablo back in and in this hypothetical situation where Bamford, I assume, drops out because he's... Yeah. Used yeah. A, because he's used a Latin swear word at a referee and got sent off or something like that. Um, Did you see him going viral throughout South America because he swore in Spanish? No, I like that. I was nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a nice touch. That's what you want from a Leeds player. Swearing at someone with culture. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Um, I, 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 like I say, I think... With Phillips out, strike. I hope he has a better game than he did against Crawley. I thought he was fairly quiet in that first half. Um, that aside, it's it's a fair. We've you know we're back to a fairly strong team at this point. Yeah, I'm a. That is one thing that I do. I'm, I am quite liking as having nine. So that was another thing that we didn't mention from the Crawley game. You've allowed nine subs, and we only named seven. Yep. Even though was it Bamford <coughs> and Ailing both travelled? Yeah, they both travelled, yeah, they both they were there. Is the there was rumours going around that they'd been late for the bus or something like that? I, I don't know I, if, if, that's somewhere, but, if that was um, a rumour, I didn't see it. Yeah, yeah so it's first time heard of that. But it also seems really daft an idea to go, Well, you're late, so I'm not going to include you in the squad, but get on the bus anyway. Oh. <laughs> Unless it was uh, just keeping him. At, at first, I thought maybe it's something to do with COVID bubbles, but then there'd have been another six of them there. Yeah, yeah. So, um, no, strange one, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, speaking of COVID, there's a couple of things with that. Uh, the under 18s were meant to play the FA Youth Cup game against MK Dons on Thursday, but it's been called off. They've called off all the Youth Cup games. Yeah. Uh, just in case. Which is fair. And have you seen this about the Leeds-Southampton game potentially being called off? So they can play Shrewsbury in FA Cup? Yeah. Yeah, I've read that. Uh, now, 
the principle of it doesn't sound great. But to be fair to them, I don't really see what other option they'd have. Like, there is room to rearrange our Premier League game because we're not in any cups. Yeah. There isn't room for Shrewsbury as much because they have to play every midweek. So as much as it's not great, I'm hardly up in arms about it either. The thing yeah, that we've but, got... No. Sorry, go on, Carney. Sorry, mate. Um, yeah, the thing that we've got as well, you know, obviously the longer, you know, the restrictions and everything else that comes with COVID goes on is that we've got the Euros coming up in summer as well. So, you know, if if they are going to carry on, like they've said they're going to do and finish the season and all that lot, they, there's only so much they can play around with it, isn't there? So they need to get these games in. Yeah, I can't remember whose it was. I think it was... I think it was Liverpool's schedule. It was something like, if they get through in all the Cups, they'd have to play all but one midweek between now and the end of the season. <laughs> I feel so sorry for them. So it's like being in the Championship, really. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no I, when I was on uh, Sandy Ground with Alex a couple of nights ago, we spoke about it because there was very briefly talk of, of the game being forfeited. Um, but you kind of have to go with trying to maintain the the the, inte- the sporting integrity of the tournament and say no, these games have got to go ahead. That there is time to do it. Um, frustrating is uh, same as with the the teams that haven't had any COVID issues when their games are called off and they've they've got to make them up. It is frustrating, but kind of just got to make do at the moment with these things. Um, sorry, I just uh, I was just opening Twitter because apparently Ryan Edmondson, who was all but going to Bradford, is now going to Northampton Town by the looks of it. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Adam Pope just he, tweeted he about it. He clearly went to Bradford and thought, nah. nah. But, um, <laughs> I um, just, I've, I've literally, I've only just seen it. Um, I got a DM on the Through It All Together account, but I didn't see it because it's not, it wants someone to follow, so it didn't come in. Uh, like nine hours ago saying Ryan Edmondson's going to Northampton. So I should probably uh, follow that guy and drop him a message. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, appear- he appears to have actually known something. <laughs> let's, uh, let's have a look. Oh, there, I mean, they're in League One as well, so decent step yeah. up. Yeah, it'd be a, it'd be a, to be honest, so long as he plays every week, that'd be a good move. Like Of the 23s we saw... Like, I think Ollie Casey needs to go on loan, really. Yeah. But the problem is, no, no, you know what? The under-23s don't matter, so just send him on loan. And I'd be, you know, you can play. And I'd like to see Leif Davis go out on loan as well, to be honest. I think I think they're both in positions where they need to. Like, Charlie Cresswell should stay for a minute. I was really surprised at Casey playing, to be honest, because I, I think Cresswell's better already. Yeah. And if I'm being honest, I think he's better by a decent amount as well. I don't even think it's close. Uh, so I'm surprised he. I'm surprised he wasn't involved. Uh, one thing that should be, I don't think he'll start, but it sounds like Diego Llorente should be available for the Brighton game. Yeah, I'd be, um, I'd be happy to see him back on bench and in and out squad, but uh, let's not rush him back. You know, it's. Um, I'm I'm really looking forward to when Cock gets back fit as well. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing them too. You know, get a run of games together. Um, as much as I like Cooper, 
um, obviously captain and everything. But if you're basing it on quality, you, you've got to kind of go with them too. Let's face it, they're not going to have spent the money on a on Germany's centre-back and Spain's centre-back for them to sit on bench behind Liam Cooper. Either that, with best will in the world. Well, Victor Orta might not have, but Bielsa... <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Bielsa don't give a shit what the price tag was. <laughs> Bamford and Cooper will still be the mainstay to that squad if we reach the Champions League. <laughs> when? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, it's, it is one of the sad things I thought about is that at some point in the next couple of years, that realistically, a lot of these players that we love are... I mean, fortunately, I think some of them with age would, would have to move on anyway. But at some point, we are going to have to buy better players. Yeah. And, and that will be really sad. Because <laughs> I like that. Because I like them. Because it turns out they're all really nice people as well. <laughs> with one like, clear I Like, I didn't mind when Michael Brown left. He was an arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> just stuck around far too long. You're like, ah. Oh, I like Liam Cooper. He's a really nice lad. He's a good captain. But I do think Yorente and Cock are much better than him. It's going to be like when we had to get rid of like of like Rob Molinar, you know, and things like that. I like Rob Molinar, but yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's going to be like that all over again. There is an, argu- there is an argument though that players like Harland and Molinar were replaced by the likes of Seth Johnson and Michael Dubry and Danny Granville, who were God, all... Who were I'd, all shit as well. I'd give anything to have kept Alfie Ireland and not have even known who Seth Johnson was. I loved <laughs> Alfie Ireland. <laughs> Fuck Seth Johnson. Yeah. And, you know, maybe if we'd have kept him around forever and ever, maybe we'd have Erling Haaland up front. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, it would have been worth, even if he, he was would have, He would even have stuck around during Cellino's bullshit. <laughs> no, but no, no the, you play the real long game. Even if it turns out he was no good at it, we should have kept Harlan until he retired and then made him manager. Just so Erling would be. <laughs> <laughs> um, have, him, have his number two as Eric Backer or something like that. Just, just, get yeah. all the, just keep all the Scandinavians in Leeds. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, um, I believe because I don't think there hasn't been like any. We haven't had any particularly strong links since the last episode or anything like that. The <coughs> Eric Pulgar one came back again from Fiorentina, and it sounds like it's like ten million quid, which sounds, from what I've seen, the bits I've seen of him, sounds like a pretty good deal. But uh, that's the only one that's really come back around since the last episode. So, have uh, either of you anything major to add? Um. Maybe a quick mention for Saul Bamba. Oh, God, I totally forgot. Even though I yeah. talked about it, yes, I had complete... It had slipped my mind, which, in a way, I was happy that it slipped my mind because it really made me sad when I read that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, if anyone who hasn't seen it, uh, he's been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is a cancer. He's uh, having chemotherapy as treatment as we speak. Uh, obviously, it's more important than the, the football. The main thing with Saul Bamba was he always came off as a really great guy. Yeah. And... Yeah you know, was willing to publicly take the club to task when they were treating people like shit. Yeah. Which See, I, I, I never had a problem with Saul Bamba. I know, obviously, the club kind of moved on rapidly from Saul Bamba. But when he were there, you know, and he were in the team, I didn't really have any well, I mean, major, certainly, major certainly issue. When he, 
certainly when he first came in on loan, he was he was a big step up with Saul Bamba. Mm. Um, of the, the word times when the name Bomb Scare was a little bit appropriate. Yeah. Um, but but like you said, I, th- I think a lot of people did give him a lot of respect because he, he was on a loan till the end of the season and he, he basically did that big interview, didn't he, where he spoke out against the way the club was being run. Yeah. And it was someone who was being linked with the permanent move at the time. And he was just like, well, this is how it is. I, yeah. I make no apologies. No, that's, that's the thing with him. Like he was, I mean, we've had a lot of that with centre-backs. He was better on loan than he was when he was permanent, but he still had good games. It was a, it, it was he was he had a belt. He was one of the ones that had a belt at Middlesbrough away, wasn't he? Yeah. When we won yeah, one nil, yeah. and him and Sylvester <laughs> both had ridiculously good games. Wasn't that when um, did Alex Mowat score in that scored in that game? Yeah, after about yeah. two and a half minutes. Yeah, yeah, really, really early on. Hung on for the rest of it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even sure we had another attack. (laughs) Uh, These are the dark times I'm really glad I don't remember. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, No, he was a, like, you know, it was as much for his influence as for him as a player. Because it does seem that everyone, like, everyone seems to like him. Like, as much as I'm not Neil Warnock's biggest fan, there's a reason that it, it, I know that he played at Cardiff, but he has much wanted him for his leadership. Mm. Centre mid as well. Yeah, when he played in centre mid against us and played really well, and everyone was amazed. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's, that, that's that's the move. You know, that's the uh, switching positions that Rocco Junior was hoping he could make. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Turns out now, Sal Bamba better than Rocco Junior. Uh, I didn't know this. Jason Middleton just messaged saying uh, the LUFC Fan Zone podcast did an interview with Saul Bamba. Uh, I I am unaware of him, but you know, uh, by all means, go have a look with it. I'm sure that a chat with him will be really good because uh, he doesn't seem to be someone who's uh, frightened to talk to say what he actually thinks and stuff. So I'm assuming that would be pretty good. Yeah, it's always nice when you get a footballer who's got a bit of an opinion on things. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, um, just massive get well soon to Saul Bamba. I'm sure we'll, I'm sure we'll be fine because yeah. he seems like the sort that would battle for up like this. Yeah. Just when you were saying players who were really open about everything, have you heard any interviews with Carlton Palmer in like the last <laughs> uh, couple, in like the last couple of years? I've heard like, a couple. Yeah, he yeah he don't pull punches. No, he's uh, <laughs> quickly Kevin. Uh, interview was is the only one I've listened to in the last couple of years, but that that was gold. Yeah, <laughs> I'm fair uh, play. Carlton Palmer really believes in himself. Yeah, so Jess Middleton, it was really in depth, and he spoke his mind fully. So yeah, I'd recommend you check that out. <laughs> um, right, so I think that that will do us. We all good. Sound nice Listen, one, right? I'm, I'm just going to say before you do this outro now. I have got to work so hard to not say Connie's name. Oh, come on. You should have just deliberately done that. Oh, I'm going to say, uh, come on. Come on, you're <laughs> even stepping on your own jokes. Well, the other well, that- my other, the other thing I was thinking about was just before we started recording, I was going to start munching on a bag of crisps. Yeah. Just like the good old days, you know. Come on, KC now. Come on, boys. We're better than this. <laughs> <laughs> come on, boys. Uh, <laughs> right. So yeah, that, 
that will do us for what has been episode 100 of the My Wife's Podcast. Thanks very much for coming back on, Connie. No problem, lads. Pleasure. Yeah. Hopefully it won't be, I don't know, 60-odd fucking episodes before you're on again. <laughs> I uh, will try my best. I will try my best. Yeah. Maybe, after, maybe after you've managed to move house and things like that. Yeah. You can actually have a room to yourself to do it. Trust me, right? This, like, corner that I'm in now... <laughs> looks relatively normal. If I were to spin it round, it just looks like I'm sat in a storage unit at minute, lads. I'm not even going to lie. Just <laughs> say, Connie has been on the verge of moving house for about three months now. At uh, least. Honestly, mate, it's just, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it's, you know, moving house and it's up there with his team getting promoted. Just, you know, it'll be, it'll be over in no time. We'll be done. It'll be dusted. Everything will be fine. No, <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> Turns out what you're actually waiting for is someone to move to Huddersfield before you can complete your move. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the weird thing. Emil Smith Rowe is actually buying his house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're on Twitter at Mighty White's Pod. The stuff we write goes up on Through It All Together, which is throughitalltogether.sbnation.com and also at THIU. It's all LUFC on Twitter. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, do it on Twitter. If you want to get in touch with the website, Twitter or THIU, it's all LUFC at gmail.com. Particularly fancy writing stuff. We get messages all the time and we're always looking for more contributors and stuff. Uh, hopefully this carries on for hundreds more and hopefully we can maybe even get that elusive beer sponsorship that I'm after. Kirkstall Brewery, seriously, do it. <laughs> you don't even have to pay us just send me a crate I've told you a million times uh, but yeah uh, so I've been Jack see ya I've been Casey have a good one and I've been Connie see you all soon